gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. YouTube's always trying to fuck me over. Hope you guys are doing great. Welcome, Yogozo Minasan, to social Q&A Labu. Uh, episode Goji Wichiban, episode 51, how to bring up casual relationships. Listen, I just want to start off by saying this. Today is going to be hectic. I have got two of the most inspirational stories, both from clients on different sides of the world who have had sexually intimate experiences through 30-day challenges, separate 30-day challenges. They don't know each other. Uh, they're completely different stages of the journey yet find themselves in a very similar place. And so story number one, we're going to call him Bob, not using his real name. Uh, he's somewhere in the United States. He, we've touched on his story last week. You know, that girl had the day two, final days of 30 day challenge. And I'll get the story a little bit better later, but you know, a little bit more in depth, but basically had sex back in his truck, was setting up for the day three. Well, we've got more context now. I got a new email uh, Justin, I think it was like last Friday, based on the day three that they had had after the sex in the truck expedition. So there's that story, but then there's also a brand new one that you guys haven't heard. I may have touched on it like a little bit before saying that one of my clients who's in Europe, in Germ, uh, in Germany, he's, I'm just making sure I can say that. Yeah, that's okay. I can say Germany. He's, uh, it's his first ever 30 day challenge ever been fucking up for the last six or seven uh, years of his life trying to get his social dynamic journey started. He's finally on the 30 day challenge. Uh, he fucked up this day two. I mentioned this. He fucked up a day two. No, no, not a day two. Yeah, yeah, no, it was day two. Day two, he fucked up the kiss and he's gone back out with that girl. 
and had his first sexually intimate experience from cold approach ever. That So how to bring up casual relationships? How does this all tie in? Well, most of this podcast is going to center around Bob, who's in story number one, who's actually at the stage right now of having to, well, both of them really are at the same place of having to now bring up casual relationships with the two girls they're seeing. However, one has more experience than the other, and it's going to be a great juxtaposition between someone who knows what he should do, yet isn't doing it, and one who doesn't even know what to do and is about to do it. So we're going to get into that. And with that being said, that's that's how we started this podcast. Nice and, nice and tactical, nice and fresh. That's the menu so we're going to dive into today. There's going to be a lot of principles. Not a... Let me put this here. Not as... Not as structured, not as structured, just two awesome stories and we're just going to fly in. Now, let me say hi to some of you guys in the chat and let me say this just before I do. Uh, if you're up in this chat right now, go ahead and drop a thumbs up on this video. Helps support the channel and also helps get the video sent out to the rest of the YouTube world, sends it out to the rest of the followers. Be most appreciated. And if you're new to Social Q&A Live, basically this is a time now for the next anywhere between two to four hours. It's a public holiday down here in South Australia, but not for Social Q&A. No way, we skip it social Q&A for a public holiday. Uh, that's how much this uh, session means to me, actually. But anyways, this is a time for you guys to ask any questions you have on dating, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. You can drop it in that chat box right there. And when we get to open Q&A, which will be later on, uh, that's when I address all of those questions and address all that stuff. So you guys can, of course, use the social Q&A uh, super chat which is a way of donating to the channel to get your question bumped to the top. I'll give more time to it. And that just goes to supporting everything that happens here. By the way, you guys can't see it. But for the first time ever, I'm not using a stack of books to balance the laptop. I have a brand new sit-to-stand desk. The new, Hopefully you guys are enjoying the new video quality that was brand new last week. It's so fucking crisp. And so anyways, yeah, say hi in the chat. And we're going to get into these two epic stories for two real-world clients different sides of the world that now need to bring up casual relationships because they've just been doing the bloody damn thing and it's so inspirational okay so who we got up in here we've got my eyes (laughs) my eyes i gotta zoom this shit in here we go okay so first person up in this chat is the ado the ado skimodo we got skimodo aka the ludi colo up in here saying How's it going, mate? Yep. Yeah, mate, yeah. It's going well, Ski. Good to have you in here. Uh, we also got Ben Highland up in here saying, yeah, mate, yep. Ben's been getting schooled on the old Australian as well, the old Australian Lego. Great to have you here, Ben. And shout out to my world bowlers. Uh, if you guys are up in here, those in the private Facebook group. It's been good. It's been real good. And we've got some awesome con- uh, content coming out this week as well on the world bowl. So for those of you who don't know, it's just a private Facebook group. If you want to apply for membership, just go to bulldozer.com. In the far right-hand side, World Bowl, you can check out the video and that's all there. So, let's make sure we are recording and we're going to dive straight. Go balls deep. Is that, uh, that's not too, no, that's the other thing. I'm so used to saying, is that too dark? Shouldn't be too dark. But I will actually just. Just a chotto, just a chotto, that's, that's good. Okay, so, we are recording. Let's get these emails. So. I'm going to refer to story one as Bob. Oh, and also for those of you that are new to social Q&A, this is very much a class. This is not just uh, me ranting unless I say that it's going to be a rant session, like a seminar, for example. But no, today is going to be very interactive. I'm going to have a lot of questions for you guys. 
I'm going to have a lot of back and forward with you, expecting you to be engaged and expecting you to be listening. So if you are uh, baking cookies right now, you better dial in. So picking up on story one from last week, uh, I'm not going to go through the, well, it's actually, it's not very, it's not that intense. I've just got to find it. You just give me so many emails here. What are we doing? Here we are. Here we are. We've got it now. Okay. So to catch you guys up from this guy's, I'm not going to go through the entire, I may as well. It's not that long. So basically I'll I'll shortcut the pre-context. So basically this is one of my clients who's in the United States. We're going to refer to him as Bob. He's towards late twenties. He might, don't think he's 30 yet, but he's late twenties. And uh, been a real slow-growing seed on the journey of social dynamics. Actually, I realize I probably should go into this context in case you haven't seen last week's episode. So anyways, he's back out on a 30-day challenge. Absolute struggle town. Uh, he sent me some of his infield for breakdown. Very timid, lacking masculine energy, and just uh, no connection going on between him and the women he's interacting with. They're all ending in three minutes or so. It's like day 24, he sent me that infield. A couple days later, he sends me this email. Yo, Adam, just thought I'd share with you that yesterday I had a day two with a girl I met while practicing cold approach, and we had a really great connection. I made a few tactical mistakes, like going to a bar, which included food. So it was kind of like a restaurant, but it wasn't that bad because I was really able to listen to her and everything that she was saying. And I was able to make her laugh a lot, and she had an overall great time. After, we then went walking, which I was able to get her into better isolation, and we were able to vibe more physically, which leaded, led to me pulling off the kiss, double exclamation mark. He's very chuffed with himself over that. As you should be if you nail it. And then he goes on to say, after the couple second kiss, we just vibed and we went into heavy makeout a few times. I was kind of tripping because I knew that's not really what you recommend, but I'm glad I did because the logistics were right. And I was able to go the whole nine yards with her back in my truck at the beach. Oh, mama. Now we are meeting up today for a day three to hang out and maybe come back to my place. It's kind of mind-blowing how easy it is to get along with her and how she seems eager to text me and want to interact. I'm super grateful for this experience and so far it's been fun. Just wanted to share because I wouldn't have been possible without you, brother. I'll keep you posted. Messages. Till then, signed his name. Okay, so I, I went through that a lot faster uh, than last week because in case you have heard last week's, but you get the gist of it. He nailed his end. He nailed his end of the masculine energy. He honored his role because she gave him the linger effect, which was the lesson of last week. And she actually wanted to engage with him after that. So now, now that we've got that, he hit me up last Friday. So basically just as I was clocking out, this email came in and he sent me this email. This is fresh. This is the fresh shit uh, that we're getting into today. It's just so good. Oh, man. Let's do it. So he comes in on late Friday for me saying, so basically a week after that initial message that I just read out, saying this, hey Adam, exclamation mark. I was listening to it and it made me happy that you were proud that I'm able to have this experience. I think he's referring to last week's social Q&A. We met up again for that day three and four and was able to go all the way again. He means sex for those of you that are not glued in. This is usually when I get confused on when to scale back on meeting up and having the talk in pause, which is what we're going to talk about in today's session, the talk. Resume. He goes on to say, she was showing signs of wanting to text a lot, 
then went a day without texting. Then she texted me. And we spoke a bit, then scheduled for another meet this weekend. Kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk, or when I start to notice any signs of having to address it myself. I was pretty drained after that challenge. He's referring to the 30-day challenge. But now that a little fruit has been dropped, it gives me motivation to keep going out. I went out today and had really good energy, but still definitely need to keep practicing my smile and vibe. But it, was a, but it was good. But my vibe was good. It's true though, you learn to appreciate the pain and struggle for when a little success arises, it feels that much better. My goal would be to continue cultivating my temple while still going out and getting more experience. Should I take a break after this challenge, then check if I want to go out more? Or should I take advantage of the better state I'm in and keep going? Okay, so there's a lot to unpack with that, but let's just summarize it real quick. There's because there's quite a few, there's a lot of red flags, but there's also a lot of green flags. And for those of you that are new to QA, that's what I'm going to school you guys on. That's what I'm going to uh, challenge your minds on to see if you can pick up what the red flags are and what the green flags are in his mindset, in his experience. So basically they went out on the day three and four. So he's had two more dates of her since that first initial day two and they had sex both times. Uh, so obviously there's a lot of connection, a lot of connection building. However, they haven't had the talk yet and I'm going to treat today's session as if you have no idea what the talk is, the principles behind the talk, aka setting up an open and free casual relationship. We will dive into those tactics even though I have tremendous amounts of content on it. I have an entire video uh, called How to Set Up the Guide to Setting Up Casual Relationships. Uh, I just in a recent couple of Q&As, we discussed it for T because T was wondering how to tell your friends that you're into casual relationships. But I realized this is going to be a very standalone podcast that some people might just want to come to. Haven't seen any of the other shit. So we will go through, relax, Jeffrey. We will go through the principles of how to set up casual relationships, not just how or when to bring it up, but how to actually bring it up as well. So, so just take a breath. Let's understand that because now I want to give you the second inspirational story. So we're going to refer to that guy as Bob, uh, aka SpongeBob. And we're going to refer to the next story as Patrick, Pat. It just makes it easier for me to remember calling one Bob, calling one Pat. It's always SpongeBob and Patrick. So, so this email, I barely even read myself. This came in last night. This email came in last night, all the way from Berlin, Germany. And, and so the context behind this guy was that, to, to catch your mind back up, is that he's been, he's a younger guy, he's early 20s, he's not late 20s, he's early 20s in Germany. He's been looking into cold approach and social dynamics journey for six to seven years. So since he was about 14, 15-ish, 15, 14, somewhere around there, and but has just been deathly afraid, allows his ego to get in the way, rides on the success in the other areas of his life. Uh, just a bit of context, he's actually a pretty well put together guy outside of his social dynamics. But absolutely abysmal when it comes to commitment and following through in terms of developing his social dynamics. And so he came to me finally at a certain point, said, fuck it, good to get it done. Attempted a 30-day challenge, failed. Uh, attempted a seven-day regressed action block, failed. And then had to have the real talk. We had the real talk about basically 
uh, we're not, this is probably going to go a little too deep for, for today's session. It's not really related. But basically, put the, put the ultimatum to him, which is that you need to stop lying to yourself. Uh, it's either you want this or you don't want this. And so he went away for a week, recalibrated his mind, fucking got out there. And th- just to give you an example of how painful the experience of him going out to meet women is, it takes him three hours to meet five people. And that was just on warm-ups. Now, but he can do warm-ups now, but now getting past warm-ups and just going out to actually do the real thing, uh, conveying direct intent to an attractive woman, takes him about three hours just to do five interactions, and that is painful. So it's a real struggle for him, an absolute struggle. But, so he, on his first day of challenge, he got 11 days through. Now, on day four, I mentioned this in a few other podcasts ago, on day four, he had his first ever day two from cold approach ever on this on this beginning of this uh, revamped 30-day challenge. And he fucked up the kiss. He went in for the kiss. We discussed this very briefly. And she rejected the kiss. But the, overall, the day was pretty good. And he said the vibe wasn't too crashed by her rejecting the kiss. We ascertained our coaching session together that it was most likely something to do with his 50. But anyways, it was, it was a relatively good time had by both. So he sends... Okay, no... Seven days later, he gets to day 11 of his 30-day challenge. Going strong. That's that's amazing for this type of guy. He's actually been able to put this type of commitment together. But gets sick. He gets sick and has to spend two days in bed. And for those of you that know my T's and C's behind setting up a 30-day challenge, if you skip one day, you must restart. So, and that's really painful for someone like him because it just took so much effort for him to get there for the first 11 days. So he has to restart. He takes his two days off. And, okay, it takes about a week off, actually. Then comes back, resume, restarts the 30-day challenge. Now, this, I think that brings you up to speed. Yeah, that brings you up to speed. And in our last session, which was, uh, you know, sometime mid-last week, he was telling me about how now he's got work, he's got uni, he's got gym, everything's back in line now. Uh, in terms of his schedule, he doesn't have three hours to be going out and meeting people. So I'm like, well, it's either a matter of priority. It's a matter of priority. You're either going to get it done or you're not. When I did my first 30-day challenge, I was working a 12-hour day inside one building. When I was setting up my first business as a personal trainer, I was doing a 30-day challenge at the same time. So I either had to meet girls first thing in the morning or last thing at night. I still got it done because it was worth that much to me. So I put that discussion to him mid-last week. Basically, the crux of that is you either find reasons to do it find reasons for how you can get it done or you'll find reasons for how you can't get it done. And he was coming to me with reasons for why he can't get it done. We realigned his mindset though and this is the email after that, after that session, which actually came five days later because it just came in yesterday. So here we go. This is from, we're calling Pat. We're calling Pat from Berlin. He goes, hey Adam, I wanted to shoot you a quick update. I'm on day five of the new 30-day challenge today. It still is an absolute battle every day and the time I need to approach at least five girls is only decreasing very slowly. I'm still taking taking it day by day and try to enjoy the pain as much as I can. I'm still seeing little successes and have a day two scheduled for today and tomorrow. (laughs) Shit. It's Sunday morning right now, and last night, I've had the best sexually intimate experience with a woman I've ever had. 
in brackets, which isn't very hard looking back on my other two horrible experiences, lol, <laughs> in brackets. It was with the girl I fucked up the kiss with on the very first day too. It was our third, in quotes, date yesterday. So, hang on. If he's saying it's his third date, I'm not sure if he's just getting the terminology wrong. Because I'm pretty sure that's, it's actually the, it's their third time being with each other, I think is what he means. Because they had the initial cold interaction, they had the day two where he fucked up the kiss, and this is now the day three. <laughs> I think that's what he means. Unless there was some other date in there that I didn't know about. But he hasn't mentioned that, so I don't think so. He would normally mention that. He's pretty... Pretty on point with that. Either ways, it doesn't really matter. But anyways, continue on. It was our day three yesterday and she came to my place. During last week, I listened to your last social Q&A and let myself be inspired by it. So he was listening to last week's social Q&A about SpongeBob in the US, aka Bob, who was on the end of his 30-day challenge, had been fucking up the entire way through and I'd broken down his infield and he was lacking masculine intent and it's just a slog and he's just just not working, not going. But then all of a sudden, on the, like, the last day of his 30-day challenge, goes out on a day two of a girl he met from 30-day challenge, ends up having a great connection at the restaurant, at the bar, at the beach, on the kiss, sex back in the truck. And so this guy in Germany, who's on a simultaneous 30-day challenge, listens to that and then uses that as inspiration to keep going himself. And then has the best sexually intimate experience with a woman he's ever had. Now that's ever had with a full stop. Because, because all of his other sexual experiences before that were not either from cold approach. They weren't from cold approach. But they were really, really unfulfilling experiences. I won't go too deep into them. But I think he knows, I think that's the best way to describe them. Very unfulfilling. Very mechanical, very robotic, just kind of matter of fact, just try and get it done type thing. No passion, no romance, no spirituality going on. No dance between the energies. Not, not earned in that way either. Not earned. So, but this was an earned experience and his first ever one coming from Cold Approach because you guys got to keep in mind that day two that he had with this girl, with his first, with this sexually intimate experience was the first ever day two of his life. It was the first day two of his life. So, of course, he fucked up the kiss, but he did enough he did enough on that day two to have her want to come back and get out on a day three. And then they went back to his place, had this sexually intimate experience. Now, I don't know if that means uh, penetration. I don't know what that means specifically, but actually it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because like I said last week with my client the, on SpongeBob over in the US who was having sex back in the truck, it's not about him having sex back in the truck. They could have just made out they could have just spent their lying together breathing together which is what all of last week's podcast not all of last week's but a lot of last week's podcast centered around the win was in her reciprocation of his masculine energy and her his masculine frame the win was in her linger effect and so that's the exact same thing here the win is just that he's created a space in which that an attractive fem- female has been willing to come in and say i trust you now and i trust you and now to the pace of the sexual escalation between them that's going to be based on how he's feeling comfortable which we spoke a lot about last week uh how his comfort levels her comfort levels but it's just amazing so continue that's not even the end of the email but i did that it's just so inspirational so anyways he listened to last week's social q a let himself be inspired by it and decided to take it slow and just pleasure her that night it was good 
but what was most beautiful was lying in bed with her afterwards. Deep talking and completely losing track of time. I obviously still made countless mistakes, in brackets as expected, and brackets, but I'm grateful for all of them. I just can't believe how fucking lucky I got. This was the first girl I went on a date with, ever, by the way, from Cold Approach. What are the chances we clicked so much and everything kind of fell into place somehow? Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, also wanted to thank you again for pushing me and guiding me on my journey. I'm forever thankful for that. Cheers, signed, Patrick Starfish, aka Pat, aka not his real name. <laughs> yes! Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Ha! Oh, that is what I am talking about. Like, for when I was like, when I read that message, I was in my room. I was in my room and I got that email. It was like late last night. I just like popped in as I was going to bed. And I normally don't even have my Wi-Fi on, but it was still on. And I would never normally check an email before it. But I don't know, for some reason tonight, I just felt like I needed to just see it because I knew the type of client it was from. I opened up that email and I read that story and I was just fist pumping. I was like, oh, yes, because this guy is so hard case. He is so hard case. I know he, I know he's smiling as I'm saying that because you know it, son. <laughs> he's so hard case just when it comes to commitment of learning social dynamics. But this is something I've said to you guys from the beginning which is that just through my infield coaching experience of coaching guys from different continents, different backgrounds across different stages of life. One thing that matters and one thing that's common amongst all of them is this. Regardless of where you come from, if you can commit to the journey, you will rise. And that if you actually give yourself an opportunity to be with a woman, you can be so good. You can be so amazing. Guys have no idea how good they are when they actually get into an interaction. Most guys, the majority of sticking point lies before the interaction. Yes, there are tons of sticking points within interactions, whether how clean and crisp you're open, qualification, investment, clothes, your OQIC is, right? Is that, did I say that right? Yes, I did. Your OQIC, that came out good. You know, there's got to be tactical mistakes you've got to make within that, but Women, and especially if you nail your intent first and foremost, will give you chances. They will make, they will allow for you to fuck up between OQIC. But what's most important is just to have the intent and the willingness to get into that interaction. And then when you actually do, amazing things can happen. Incredible things can happen. Like for this guy, for this guy, I'm sure this guy, uh, he made probably ridiculous amounts of mistakes yet this woman was willing to forgive along the way just because he was willing to lead through and being as empathetic as he can along the way. And it's always dangerous when an absolute beginner sees this type of fruit drop so early. It's very dangerous. And so, but I'm also very aware of having to honor the awesomeness of it, the the absolute incredible nature of what's just happened here. So that's why I am pumping and stoking this flame from the beginning because it also just paints for the rest of you that are watching this live stream, that are listening on the podcast, what can actually be done. Because especially when it's two stories simultaneously, different parts of the world. I have the catalog of stories in my mind over the last five, six years of professional coaching. But in one individual piece of content to get two simultaneous different stories, 
both with their own issues, which we're going to unpack. We're going to get to the issues. Of course, we're going to get to the setting up of casual relationships, which is the topic of this podcast. But guys, this is uh, it's going to be a session and we, we, must, we must enjoy the flame while it's there because I'm going to go hard now. We're going to go hard on the mistakes that is particularly in SpongeBob's story, in Bob's story. I still call you SpongeBob. You can't take it seriously. In Bob's story, there's a lot of red flags and this is where we're going to now dive into uh, our setting up of the casual relationships. I will just take a pause though and address some of you in the chat. Fuck. Okay. Um, hopefully this live stream's still going. The, the internet is uh, showing me a little bit of red. Hopefully we're still good. Sorry if it's a little bit choppy there, guys. Okay, let's go. So uh, now take a pause here. If you guys are enjoying this content, make sure you hit the thumbs up on this video. Uh, it really helps support the channel. It's much appreciated. And uh, say hi in the chat. Not a lot of you guys are uh, dropping much in the chat yet. I guess a lot of you are just listening, but say hi. Let me know where you're from. And because we're going to start to... We're going to start to get into class Q&A. That's about to begin. So let's do it. So we've got Yuzlaguba. That's not even a name. It's not even a name. But uh, I'm just going to call you Yiz. Yiz? I call you Yiz. Uh, Yiz comes in saying, what about if he ghosts you? Okay, Yiz, uh, that seems like a question that's not related to what we're currently discussing right now. However, when we get to open Q&A, which is when I open up the floor to all the all questions of any kind, uh, we can come back to that. If I don't see your question back then, when that time comes, just drop it again. But also give me way more context. Uh, don't do it now, but when you do reiterate your question, you're going to need to give me way more context about the situation between you and him because that's way too specific, way too general. Okay. We got uh, Ludicolo up in here, aka Ski, coming in saying, hearing these stories makes me so jealous that other people are actually legally allowed to go out and meet people <laughs> with a sick face emoji. Yeah, because Ski's in that Melbourne lockdown. Although Ski, uh, or maybe you didn't go to the beach, but I saw there's a lot of people in Melbourne at the beach this past weekend. I was at the fucking beach this past weekend. It was so good. I feel you, Ski, but this should just be stoking your fire. Oh, who we got? We got Andy Powell. We got the Paolo up in here saying, cheers, Adam, ready to listen. Good to have you, Andy. Haven't seen you in a bit, but you're always a, a good contributor. So good to have you here, Mr. A. Uh, ben Harlan's up in here saying, yeehaw, <laughs> with that Southern accent. Is, are you from the South? Are you, is Mississippi South? Is that where you're from, Ben? I don't know. Johnny Nguyen also coming up in here saying, came a bit late, but much peace and much joy. Looking forward to class. Ha, oh, Jay, I don't know when you dropped that, but if you dismiss the two inspirational stories, you... You miss some shit. You miss some shit. Uh, but you'll pick it up along the way. Uh, Andy Powell comes in saying, men of culture are here. Yes, sir. And also also a woman of culture, potentially, if that yizzle, if yiz, if she's a woman, I don't know. It sounds like she's a woman. Unless it's a gay guy asking me a question, which I'm not quite sure. I don't think so, though. Not many gay people watch my content. <laughs> I don't really make that type of content. I know Ben says, no, it's from Michigan. Michigan, okay. Okay, start with an M. Start with an MMI. I was close enough, right? So we're gonna we're gonna realign our minds here. We just basically that was the intro of these two inspirational stories of two guys just getting it done. Now we're gonna dive into the setting up the casual relationships because now is time. Now it's privy for both of them. They're both in the stages of their journeys where they need to set up open and free casual relationships. One of them has way more experience than the other, which is why we're going to get harder on him. We're going to go harder on him. So here we go. Open class is about to start now. Class, 
授業は始めます。ダイヤマインズや、シッチ Here we go. So we're going to go back to, not to the future, but back to this one. So I need you guys. We're, we're going to get these red flags here. Let's do it. So we're going back to United States, Bob. This is the guy with the sex in the truck and the beach story. So after that initial sexual experience in the back of the truck, they met up for that day three and day four. So the following week. So they've had two more dates. Okay. And they had sex both times. They went the full way, full play, both times. Keep this in mind. Two dates, two sexual experiences post the initial. So that's three now. That's three sexual experiences in a very, very short period of time. Of course, met through cold approach in the day, 30-day challenge. His 30-day challenge is now finished though. He then goes on to say, this is usually where I get confused on when to scale back on meeting up Or have the talk. She was showing signs of wanting to text a lot, then went a day without texting, then she texted me and we spoke a bit, then scheduled for another meet this weekend. Kind of, okay, wait. Should I pause you there? Because, the, no, because you need the following context to know why what he said at the beginning doesn't make sense. Okay, so we'll continue. He goes on to say, Kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk, or when I start to notice any signs of having to address it myself. Pause. What's the red flag? When, okay, for context, he's had three sexual experiences with this woman right now the whole way through. Okay? He's saying he's a little bit confused on when to have the talk. Whether he should be bringing it up himself and specifically says he gets confused. They went a little bit of time without texting, but then she texted him to, to meet back up. And he says explicitly, kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk or when I start to notice any signs of having to address it myself. So there's actually two red flags within one sentence there from two different perspectives of. Why his mentality is really far off and is going to cause a lot of issues. So, if you are new to social QA knife, this is now when I want you guys engaged. I want you to drop your answers in the chat. Give me red flag one. I don't want to overload you guys too quick. We're kind of just getting started here. We're just off the hajime. So, so in this sentence right here, help you out here, help you even more. They've had three sexual experiences, and he says, kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic. Before the talk. That's a red flag one. Why is that a red flag? We'll get to number two in a sec. Why is that red flag number one? Okay, drop it up in the chat. We'll get some answers here. Okay, so we got Sal up in here. We got Sal, okay, Halloween prankster up in here saying, hey, what's good, Sensei? Glad to be here. Good to have you here, Sal. Hope your sister's doing well as well. Uh, Skeety Colo comes in saying, nah, no beach for me. Not gonna risk a $5,000 fight, lol. But see, no one got fired there, which is what was so ridiculous. They would have fined other people. Sorry, guys, we're on a completely different. We're talking about Melbourne lockdown. They're finding people for coming out to protest, but not for going to the beach. It's just so incongruent, inconsistent. Okay, Jay comes in with the first answer to my actual question. <laughs> Got to stay focused. Jay comes in saying, <clears throat> complete lack of empathy. It's not an open and free without two-way lines of communication. Hang on a second. Chot the mutt there. 
So, Jay, are you specifically addressing in this sentence, kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk? Are you saying that when you, so are you responding to that directly, saying it's a complete lack of empathy, it's not open and free without two lines of communication? Or are you addressing it all as one? Because there's actually two different red flags. I'm trying to help those who are a little bit new because I can see it might be a bit overwhelming to try and address two red flags in one go. So we'll just keep it focused on one. Just give me confirmation because I don't want to misinterpret your answer there. Otherwise, just reframe it for me. We then got SJ coming up in here saying, uh, G'day, mate. South Australian here. Do you do any dating coaching sessions one-on-one or group? Thanks. Also, which area is the best to do 30-day challenge? I feel that Rundle Mall is too public. Okay, SJ, great to have you here. Yes, I do do coaching sessions. You just want to head to boldoja.com. Uh, you can uh, send me emails there. However, that's not currently what we're discussing right now. So when we get to open Q&A, I can address best places to do 30-day challenges later on, but we're staying focused in class in the class session right here addressing this story, uh, this context. So thank you for putting it in though. Uh, also a fellow South Aussie. Okay, so... For those of you in the rest of the chat, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with having, actually, we've got Ben in here. Hang on, pause that. Having three sexually intimate experiences. You've gone the whole way full play with a woman three times. And then now, instead of going and leading into a setup of what the relationship's going to be from now on, you're going to go and say, I'm kind of just waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk. What's the issue with that? What's going on there? Okay. Ben comes in saying he is not putting forth his intention for the relationship and is putting off what needs to be said. Beautiful, Ben. Beautiful. Now, what does that mean though, Ben? So Ben's nailed the issue. Absolutely. He's not putting intention forward for the relationship and he's putting off to later what needs to be done now. So Ben, wrap me up here. What does that do to the relationship that currently is? What is that going to cause as an issue later on down the track? You've got to think about this a little bit longer play. because, And also, there's something really important to keep in mind here, my friends, which is that this, this is story number one. This is the latter, uh, later 20-year-old guy. This is a guy that has I've been, I've been working with for a couple of years and had been in the journey well before that, before me. Very slow learner, very slow grower. But he knows the talk. As you can hear in his message, he's been using the talk. He knows the principles of setting up casual relationships, which we will get to organically when time comes. But just staying focused right now, he knows about setting up the open and free casual relationship. He knows, not only does he know it needs to be done, but he knows how to do it. Please keep this in mind. So he's gone through three sexual experiences with a woman, full play, whole way, and has, and knows what to do and how to do it in regards to setting up an open casual free relationship, yet has now stated kind of just waiting for her to bring up the topic. That's red flag one. It's not actually the end of the sentence. There's also another end of the sentence we're going to get in a second. So uh, Ben, he's definitely not putting forth his intention for the relationship and he's putting off what needs to be said. Very good. And what does that do to the relationship then? What kind of issues does that cause moving later on down the track? Drop that in. Uh, and then you got full money. That's gold medal. Because uh, in our examples here, Ben, you've given me the right answer. I need to know. Well, I just need to know the full play. You're definitely giving the right reason as well. Just give me the full play. Because he'll be listening to that going, okay, what's the issue though? 
What does that mean later on? Not so short term. Jay, Jay then comes in saying, okay, <clears throat> I responded as a whole, jump at the gun on when you said keep it to one flag. Okay. So Jay's previous response of complete lack of empathy, it's not open and free about two-way lines communication. So he's not just addressing that specifically to this. So if none of you are going to put any more answers in, I'm just going to jump straight to this. Ben was pretty damn close, but I want to keep this flowing because this is only the beginning. And uh, also, guys, please uh, do not be shy. Do not be afraid to put in your best guess into the chat and to own your answer. It's okay if you're wrong. All right? The reason why I am instructing here is to help you to work through work through this yourself as if you were actually in a tutorial. So that's the mindset you want to have here and that even though if you do get it wrong, I will go hard on you. But going hard with love to make sure that you get the lesson. And uh, trust me, this session is way more engaging if you actually, and way more beneficial for you if you actually engage. So I'm not going to waste any more time with this because this is really just only the beginning. Uh, so when he says, kind of just waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk, that's part one of the sentence. Biggest issue, which Ben did now, definitely not putting forward the intention, which is a big issue, but why? Why is that a big issue? It's because on one end, it allows for a deepening of connection with the woman, which is going to lead to assumptions, which is going to lead to future projections of what this is. Now, unless she is a 2 out of 10 girl, a 2 out of 10 situation, what I'm saying there is rare, not the average, not normal. Most girls don't live their lives in open and free relationships. I've got a couple of girlfriends that do. I've been with a few girls that do that prefer to live in polygamous relationships, but it's not most girls. Most girls will experience that at different stages, particularly earlier stages or earlier 20s, I should say. They'll experiment with that. They'll explore that as much as they can as they're really just trying to figure out who they are. And that's a really good time for a woman to do that for herself as well. But most women don't intend when they meet an awesome guy, an attractive guy, say a guy who came up to her in the middle of the street, put forward a great masculine intent, actually convinced her that, no, I can trust this guy. Let's go out on a date. Goes out on a date, end up making out, actually to the point where there's such an intense connection, heavy makeouts ensue, sex in the back of his truck ensues. Right, that's extreme trust on her department. Extreme putting of, of, uh, of trust within his bank. So day three and day four, two more dates go by, more sexual experience, sexual intimate the whole way through, unless she already entered with the mind of, okay, yeah, we're just going to be open and free. I just really want to explore myself, explore myself in relation to others, learn about myself, get all these experiences. That's very rare. It's very rare, rare to meet a woman who's in that mindset. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not impossible. Have definitely met, but it's not, it's not the generality. And so I'm not saying she isn't this type of woman, but at the end of the day, it actually doesn't matter. Why? Because of the balance and the roles of the two energies at play here, which is that even if she is down for an open relationship, down for the casuals, which is what we're going to be bringing up a little more tactically in a second, even if she is down for that, it's not her role to set up those T's and C's and to instigate that conversation. Right? Her role as the feminine is to follow the frame. Right? The masculine must always lead. In a dance between two people, there's only one leader and only one follower. Okay? The masculine must set the frame and the woman will give him feedback as to whether this is appropriate or not. 
She provides the reflection. She is that hardcore mirror that shows you your inadequacies, your inadequacies and your flaws, especially when it comes to setting up relationships. Women will get brutal with this if you're fucking it up or if you're nailing it. So the big issue that Ben didn't quite tag on in the future play is that he, by absence of setting the frame, you know, it's not just, it's not even just a, you might think it might be a problem just to mess up setting up of the relationship and the bringing up of the casual relationship. Yeah. You can definitely make mistakes there. A lot of mistakes to be made there actually, but it's just as much of a mistake to have an absence of even instigating it because of what it allows her to believe later on going down the line. If you keep having sex, you keep deepening your connection together, yet you keep peddling on with this mindset of that, well, I'll just wait for her. I'll just wait. But hang on. Hang on, Bob. At any stage, what stage of this interaction were you waiting on her? Were you waiting on her to give you a, a green flag to open her? No, you just opened her. Were you waiting on a green flag for you to start qualification? No, you just qualify. <coughs> Were you waiting on a green flag for her? Say it's okay for you to start investment? No, you just go into investment. You're reading the signals. But at no stage in your interaction for you to be at this stage, have you had to have made such an abysmal mistake of leading? In order to have had these sexual experiences with a woman off the straight, like cold approach, you guys didn't know each other before. This is all happening within the space of two weeks. You must have done some incredible eating, <clears throat> which is what has installed the faith, installed the trust in her that I can trust this guy. Yet now you're completely becoming incongruent and inauthentic and indirect. If all of your principles, direct, congruent, authentic, were in line, going in the right direction to get you to the stage, you are now with this mentality going in reverse. You've now put the car in reverse. That's what's so bad about this. That's, uh, that's what's such a mistake that you're making here and uh, we've discussed this before. <clears throat> we discussed this before. It's very misleading. It's very misleading and a lot of guys get butthurt and get resentful of women for this but she didn't tell me Adam because what's the future play here that they continue having sex he continues waiting for her to bring up the uh idea of what are we what's the t- what's happening here between us but I'll just wait for her to keep doing that so we keep having sex but in her mind because like I said before most women aren't in the mind of oh yeah this is open and free this is just being ca- this is just a casual thing No woman enters a relationship sexually with a man without the intent in her mind of thinking that this will one day become something much more. It's a hardwired, evolutionary, biological, psychological mindset in which that if she's selecting for a sexual partner, there has to be something in the future play for her that looks at, okay, yeah, maybe I could see kids with this guy. Maybe I could see uh, if she's about marriage or about white picket fence or about traveling together, whatever she's about. Every woman sees that to some degree. To what degree varies based on stage of life, based on lifestyle, based on makeup chemically. However, it's always there to some degree. So it is is extremely irresponsible of you to take this mindset of that, I'll just wait. I'll just see. Because there's there's no impetus on me. She's not telling me. She's not saying to me, hey, what are we? But she is though. It's always there. 
It's always there in her mind. But this is something that women love to do. And I love that they do this because it forces men to step up. A lot of men hate this because it ends up being their complete downfall. Which is that a woman is more than happy to entertain a few weeks, a couple months of unfettered sexual experience with you without any discussion of what we are or very little. Without requiring any commitment from you. A lot of girls are okay with that. Because in their mind, they were thinking about the long play the entire time. But will at a certain point say to you, okay, so you're my boyfriend now. All right, so you better get in a relationship with me now. But it always comes at the time at which you're most deepest, at which that the connection is so strong, you start to form a bit of an attachment together. And now it's really hard three months later, four months later after having a lot of sex together, really getting to know each other, to actually backstep and go, ah, actually, actually I was just thinking we were just getting into an open you know, thing, like a casual relationship kind of thing, you know? You know, wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be better? And she's going to hit you with a hard red X, a hard no, going, what? what? No? Like, no, I don't want to see anyone else. I haven't been seeing anyone else these last three, four months. What, have you been? Clean up crew. Clean up crew. A lot of fire is getting lit here. A lot of buildings going to be burned down here. Because then you're going to have to be honest. Are you going to lie to her? Or are you going to be honest and say, no, I have been seeing a lot of other women. I hope you would be honest, but a lot of guys won't, won't be. They won't be because they realize that the building's going to start to burn down. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't seeing it. You know, I just, you know, we hadn't really said much about it, which is his mentality. We hadn't really talked about it. So, uh, uh, mm, mm, there's no left. There's no right. There's only a wall at your back now. And he's just going to have to go, ah, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be a boyfriend. Let's get in a relationship. Monogamous, closed and locked. Let's go. Even though that's not what he wanted. Even though that's not what he needed. Even though it's not what he needed. The best mating system is the one that is most opportune. In the wise words of Matt Ridley, author of The Red Queen. Just rephrased by myself. His entire philosophy towards the end of the book. The best mating system is the one that is most opportune. What is the most opportune mating system? And what is, what, what is the most opportune mating system for someone who needs to learn social dynamics? Well, the one that allows him to learn the most. AKA, open and free. Let me see myself in relation to others as much as I can. That's what he needed. But because of his lack of direct congruent authenticity, his, his inability to be responsible and to lead, he's found himself in a position where he can't say no. He won't be able to say no in three or four months' time without causing a lot of pain, which most guys just would rather not. They would rather save the short-term pain and cause way more pain in the long term. But that's future Adam. That's future SpongeBob. That's future Patrick. That's six months down. That's 12 months down. And we'll get to that when we get to that. It might not even happen. We know it will. But that's the mentality there. And, you know, as the great Lao Tzu once said, author of the Tao Te Ching, 2,500 years ago, we take care of difficult things while they're still easy. I just was going through that phrase this morning. It's one of my favorite lessons that I read years and years ago, but even this morning I was reminded of it. Take care of difficult things while they're still easy. That wraps up my rant on this part of this guy's section. Hopefully that paints for him why waiting on her to bring up the talk of what are we, it's just going to lead to pain. Absolute pain. Oh, by the way, just one thing I didn't finish there. Why, I said before, why do guys get resentful of this? They get resentful of this because they think that it was her responsibility to set the frame, to set the frame of the relationship. 
So when she backflips on him, because it seems like she's been all good for just casual sex for the last two months, three months, and then all of a sudden just does a backflip in his mind of going, okay, what are we? Kids, marriage, schools, investment farm down Tasmania. Let's go. And like, oh, wait, wait, where did this shit come from? And they think it's a blindsiding. They think they're getting blindsided because she never mentioned it or nothing was ever said about it. Yet they didn't understand the fundamental psychological predisposition that all women have, which is a seed for the long play. No woman gets into you for a prolonged sexual experience without an idea of what this will mean for her in a year, two, five, ten years time for her. To what degree? To what painting? It depends on the woman. But make no mistake, it is always there of every woman. Absolutely. Unless it's like, and it's like what I said before, two out of tens. Yeah, there are nuanced situations where you might just find a, a woman in a stage of her life where all she wants is a fuck party for a long period of time. It's rare. It's rare. Chill out, Jeffrey. Okay, so now we're going to get to the second half of the sentence that was fucked up in what he said. Let me just address some of you in the chat, though. <clears throat> By the way, guys, if you're enjoying this uh, content, just go ahead and hit that thumbs up down below. Be much appreciated. Help out the YouTube live stream. Okay. Dan Loading One, aka Eric. Eric sons up in here. Good to see you, Eric. Comes and saying, yo, came in late and just caught up. He should tell her up front where he's at so she can decide if that's what she wants. Fucking nailed it, Eric. Fucking nailed it. Beautiful said. Beautifully said, Eric, because uh, it's a little bit more succinct. You gave something that Ben didn't give. You gave what happens a little bit later on a little bit more. That's good. Because she's most importantly to what you said. She can decide if that's what she wants. Beautiful. Jay then came in saying, this might sound off topic, but the way most guys respond to cleaning up is like how most people don't claim responsibility for local forest fires when 90% of forest fires are man-made. I get what you're saying. I had to put those two visuals together. It's a bit loose, but I get what you say. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. Most people would rather just just turn a blind eye now. You know, save the pain for later. They save the pain for later. Which always just builds the pain. Okay, so let's go on to the second part of his sentence now. The second red flag. Remember, he's had three sexual experiences whole way through with this woman. Hasn't discussed what we are yet. Hasn't brought up the talk yet. And even goes to the to the point of saying, kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk. So we've just fucking obliterated that. Let's move on to the second half of the sentence. He then goes on to say, or when I start to notice any signs of having to address it myself. So for those of you in the live chat, what's the red flag with that? What's the issue with that? It's saying that we've already tagged on part one. Part two should be really easy. It should be really easy because we fleshed out part one so well. He's saying that, or... When I start to notice signals, notice signs of having to address it myself. Play like the red flag is so damn obvious that if you can't get it, you need to. If you guys are having a slow morning, if you can't get that. So please drop that in the chat. What's wrong with that mentality? What issue is that going to cause? You can actually, you could write a whole essay on what issue that's going to cause. Just give me the number one. But it's basically the, just the reverse of part one. Uh, Jay comes in with the first answer saying, 
extreme lack of awareness of her long play. For sure, for sure. Also lacks, also lack of empathy as mentioned earlier. Yeah, Jay, Jay's got a good point there. The empathy makes more sense now. When he says that I will effectively take responsibility for this relationship and start leading it, but I'll only do that if I start to notice signs that I need to address it. So basically, it's like saying, I'm going to allow pain to amass, but I will only address the pain when it really starts to become a big issue. AKA, I'll go through the next one month, two months, three months of just getting her deeper, leading her deeper, having sex, giving her visions of a grand life together in the future. Just keep that that pain, that pain, that pain, just building and building and building. But only when I start to notice some of the walls are starting to shake. Only when I notice uh, a little bit of the foundations of that way of executing are starting to break, then I will address it. Which is basically when when she actually finally says to him, listen, Bob, I fucking had enough of this. What are we? You know, He's going to wait to that point. Extreme lack of empathy. Why? To Jay's point, or not that Jay said this, but to build off of what Jay was saying with a lack of empathy. Why is that a lack of empathy? Because you're setting her up for a massive fall. You set, there's lack of empathy towards yourself. You're setting each other up for a fall. You're setting each other up for burning fires, for buildings that are going to burn. That's what you're actively setting up. So it's no empathy for you, no empathy for her. It's so irresponsible. It's so irresponsible. It's just outrageous. But what's so amazing about this story, my friends, is that on two different levels, one level, it's amazing because it was born from a guy who was at the back end of a 30-day challenge who was just dead in the water, essentially, yet somehow managed to connect with this woman at the end and did enough of his masculine role to, to ignite this interaction with her. That's what's so amazing about it. But what is so terrifying is how that when he finally, when, a, when, a, when the fruit finally rolled down the mountain, aka the validation from this female that yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are worthy of conducting this masculine to feminine relationship. When she finally validated him with that, which is by how? By her presence. By her saying that, yes, I want this, okay? The moment that validation comes, he just gave up. In this message, gave up. He ga- Now, if he was, you think like, you guys might think, Adam, you seem to be going a bit hard on this guy. I am going a bit hard on this guy because he's not a first timer. This is not the first time. I told you guys, this guy has way more experience than story number two with Patrick in Berlin that we're about to get to, who's on his first ever 30-day challenge, first ever sexual experience with that with that woman. And we're going to discuss how he needs to go through the casual relationship being his first time. But this guy knows the deal. He already knows that he needs to have the talk. He already knows how it needs to be done. So it's like I said before, was going going on sixth gear in the right direction leading up. But the moment, it's like, it's like <coughs> he trained so hard to get up the mountain. And then when he finally got to the peak, all of a sudden, just to forget everything and just decide to just essentially just take a back back step to the peak of the mountain and just say, hey, I'm going to roll backwards and just hope that I land safely at the bottom. Instead of using all the experience that he amassed getting up there and then being just as cautious on the way down. This is a huge point. 
Like, yes, it's really important and it takes so much grind to cultivate yourself to become the type of person that a woman could trust like this. But just because you get into the space, it's like so many for so many guys and for so many of them that are hard cases, and this guy is in terms of social dynamics, he is, and I've got to give him uh, a little bit of empathy there because it definitely takes him a long time to learn. But this point where I'm getting a bit harder, a bit flamier on him is because he knows. He knows that the journey down the mountain is just as important as the journey up, a.k.a. getting into the sexually intimate space which a woman would place her sexual trust within you is just as important as honoring it once you actually get in there. Once you actually get into a sexual space of a woman, actually maintaining your principles within it. It's not enough just to be able to get to that position, but to actually act and maintain those principles throughout the rest of your time together. His mentality is just, it's, it's, a, it's like he was starving for oxygen. And now that he finally got a little bit of oxygen, that's it. Forget about the journey. Forsaking of the journey is what it is. Shit. <laughs> There's so much stuff around Ravler here. <clears throat> the reason why I'm just going hard on this guy, and you'll see me have a lot more patience and empathy for the next guy, is because this guy knows. He already knows this stuff, which is why it's even more painful. Uh, Eric had come in saying... <clears throat> He's putting her in the leading seat, dot, dot, dot. And then he's doing the difficult thing once it becomes difficult, i.e. once strong feelings are involved and then long-term rewards behavior, that's bad. Ah, sorry. I think he meant, and then long-term rewards behavior, that's bad. Then long-term rewards behavior, that's bad. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, everything's on point. You're you're on the money this morning, Eric. It's good to have you in the session. You really are putting forward some good thoughts here. Absolutely. He's doing the difficult thing once it becomes difficult. Why would you do that? Why don't why not take care of difficult things while they're still easy? We're on that now, so let me just elaborate. Because that seems like a pretty legit question. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he do the easy thing while it's still easy why is it the difficult thing while it's still easy why is he doing this why is he doing why do guys in general do this this is not just him why do guys in general do this that's a very good question for you guys that i just want to see if anyone's switched on eric you're pretty switched on why why would someone do this this is a very good question for you guys actually that i just want to see if anyone has the answer i was just about to dive into the answer myself I want to see if any of you know, if, if there's so many issues with this mentality of waiting to set up the relationship, just saving the pain for later, saving the difficult conversation for later when it actually becomes difficult, why do so many guys do it? Why is it such a common thing to hear this story play out? Oh, we were just, you know, having sex for a couple of months and all of a sudden she fucking hit me with this like, oh, what are we? Are we getting in a relationship? Are we getting married? Why, why, why do so many guys go through this? Why do they willingly enter the pain long-term? You've got to think about, to get the answer to this question, you've got to think about what they're gaining in the short term. Because <clears throat> as human beings, that is the, that's the key to all of us. Human beings will actively enter paths of destruction if there is something to be gained in the short term. You just got to think about in this scenario, what is he gaining 
by having this mentality? This is a fucking mint question. I love this question. I want to be in the live chat to answer this question. Of course, I already have the answer, but hopefully some of you do as well. <clears throat> Eric had then come and saying as well, <clears throat> he said the long-term and long-term rewards behavior that's bad for a relationship. She doesn't get upset. She acts out. He reacts. Doesn't seem very good long-term. Yeah, definitely Eric. That was just building on his previous answer. Jay comes in saying, fire analogy coming full circle. I love it. Haha. <laughs> yeah, man. Good to, thanks. Uh, good to see you can relate to that. Appreciate that. Uh, Domo Brand comes in saying, hello. Ah, Domo. Milkshaker comes in saying, what kind of, what kind, what kind of, what kind of display picture is that? That's like a pink banana with an M. Uh, Milkshaker comes in saying, afraid of losing her. Bang. Fucking nailed it. Nailed it. Not a lot of explanation. So I just want to see if anyone, Milkshaker has hit the topic. I want to see what the big issue of what he's, why he's willing to enter his pain. Definitely, he's afraid of losing her. <clears throat> 100%. Huge, huge. I just want to see if anyone has a, a more deeper explanation of it because there's a lot to unpack within that mentality. But Milkshaker has got us on the right tree. Now I'm looking for the apple. At least an apple. There's many apples. Ben Island, Ben comes in saying he would rather he would rather summer later than do the hard thing at the time because he likes how things are at the moment. Oh, sorry. And then Ben comes in and suffer. He'd rather suffer later than do the hard thing at the time because he likes how things are. He would rather suffer later than do the hard thing at the time because he likes how things are. So yeah, you're correct, Ben, but what is it that he likes right now? And what is it about what he likes right now that stops him from doing the suffering now? You need to explore that. Jay comes and saying, this is, this is an everyone problem. It takes discipline and commitment to your purpose. It's like with cold showers. In the short term, people get to run away and their mid rewards them for this cheat day. I think, oh, it means brain rewards. Uh, hang on. It's like with cold showers in the short term, people get to run away and their mind rewards them for their, or for this cheat day. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're correct. It's just that I'm looking for that you're operating on the same level as milkshaker. Kind of. You're just a little bit general. You just need to get a little more specific with it. I definitely agree for sure. There's something very specific though, guys. It's, it's actually not a very hard thing to unpack here. When you look at why would he willingly entertain this type of experience if he knows it's going to lead to long-term pain, milkshaker has really kind of gotten us there. It's just you, someone could be a little more specific I'll give you guys one more chance to get a little more specific with it. Otherwise, I'll just roll through it. Uh, Eric comes in saying two guesses. Number one, short-term avoidance. Milkshaker beat me to it. So he's saying in alignment, he's afraid of losing her in the short term. Good. So you're in alignment with Milkshaker there. Scarcity mindset is what he said. Option two, not in this case, but maybe because a guy doesn't know what he should be doing. Yeah, so definitely not in this case, Eric, because this guy knows exactly what he should be doing. That's why I've been very, <clears throat> very, uh, very fair in telling you that. It would not be fair if I if I let you believe that he's a newbie. He's definitely not a newbie. Not in terms of knowing what to do. He knows what to do. So, yeah, for those of you that have said short-term avoidance and Milkshaker said he's afraid to lose her, scarcity mindset, you're much closer to it. Andy Powell says sexual experience. 
yeah, there's probably something to do with that. That's that's maybe a tree. That maybe that's an apple, Andy, on the outer edge of the tree. It's definitely not at the core, like closest to the tree root. Uh, but definitely, he's definitely probably just enjoying the sexual experience, uh, just for the sake of getting the experience because he hasn't had a lot in the last three months or so. For sure, not the root though, but still good. Um, ben comes in saying. He likes putting the idea of this relationship off onto the female so that he can still go on having sex and doing as he does without having to define anything for them. Yeah. Yes, you're definitely correct, Ben. You're 100% correct as to why he is very comfortable with putting the relationship off. However, not quite the root. Like that's, you're explaining why he's putting off the relationship and what he, what, what the idea of that kind of, what he likes that, what makes sense about that. But there's something that the other guys have touched on with the scarcity about what's being lost there, right? And that what he gains through protecting against the loss. So not quite, it's like you're correct, but just not what we're kind of specifically targeting for right here. Not the absolute route, but you're very, very close. Like you're right there with it. Still very good. So, uh, Ludicolo. <laughs> Ski probably doesn't even know what Ludicolo is. It's because I called him uh, Skidicolo. Skidicolo, a.k.a. the Ludicolo. Start calling you Luda. Uh, comes to say, he's afraid of losing her because he's not sure if he can find another girl yet. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. Ski comes in with a win. Okay, so Ski, you're back in the you're back in the win column here. You finally nailed it with the actual specific. It's not even that difficult. Because Milkshaker had said he's afraid of losing her, but didn't play on as to what that means. Like, why is that an issue? What does that play into in the future? Ski has come in with the first correct uh, full play answer, which is he's afraid of losing her because he's not sure if he can find another girl again. For all the rest of you uh, that, and like Ben, when you were talking about, can you see now, Ben? It's not that you were wrong. It's just that you weren't really specific onto what we're trying to get to here. Uh, Jay had also come in saying he lacks the habit of remaining DCA at this particular step, and that is simply his lesson to learn right now. He defaults to a very selfish need in place. He defaults to a very selfish need in place of this good habit, which would make more sense if he was new journeyman receiving early fruit. Okay, so yeah, a little little too philosophical there, Jay. I'm not I'm not saying you're incorrect. I think you actually you are correct. Just not specific to what we're talking about here. Specifically, Ski has nailed it, okay, Ludicolo. Uh, when Ludi says he's afraid of losing her because he's not sure if he can find another girl again, this is the number one reason. When I started off this entire class question by saying, okay, guys, let's wrap it up here. What's the number one? Why, why do so many guys do this? We went through the whole pain step. Why would so many guys choose to do the difficult thing when it actually is difficult? To actually have the conversation with a woman tearing down her dreams, her ideas of what these two were going to be to th- after three, four months of getting through deep sexual experience, not defining where the relationship is, not taking responsibility for it. And then that just amassing of pain, just building the pain. Why would so many guys choose to do this? Because it, it seems so illogical, right? It's so irrational. It seems like such a, uh, such a miscalculation of what's going to happen in only three, four months down the track. Why would someone do this? Milkshaker, Eric, had come in with the scarcity mentality. Ski finally hit the nail on the head with what it means, what that scarcity mentality does. So yes, he's afraid of losing her, but why? 
Ski, Mr. Colo, comes in saying because he's afraid he can't find another girl again. Bang. Bang. It's just, it couldn't have been summed up any any more cleanly. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that, Ski. So, absolutely. Most guys are not willing to have the direct, congruent, authentic conversation of what are we at an early stage of the relationship because they're afraid that either she's not going to be down or just the fact that you bring it up pushes her away. Either way, it's a lose. Either way, it's an L on your record that it's going to, it can't work out either way because most guys don't have experience. They don't have practice with this. And most guys would rather save the short-term pain, right? They would rather continue doing all the other things you guys said. Keep having sex. That's great. Keep getting sexual experience. Andy, yep, yeah, it's great. But most importantly, most guys, they're just not willing to go through the potential of having to go find another woman. They're not willing to go through the difficult conversation of having a woman say, actually, I'm not down with this. Or actually having her break down in front of you. And then you flip and you backflip. So many things can come from it. All of which don't align to what needs to be done. So let's wrap it up here. Good chat there. I'm glad to see you guys finally got through it. We worked through it. We worked through it. I got to give you guys time. So when he says they've had three, they've had three or four times having sex together, beautiful men of cold approach. He says, kind of waiting for her to bring up the topic before the talk. Okay, lack of empathy, complete abolishment of his responsibility as the man in this relationship. X X X red flag red flag. Then goes on to say, or when I start to notice any signs of having to address it to myself. Biggest issue with this: saving the pain for later. Why is he doing this? Because He's too afraid if he loses her. Let's, let's play it out. Let's play it out here for those of you that are uninitiated in how these conversations go, which are actually, yeah, this is a good segue because this is going to get us into the uh, Patrick over in Germany who's going to go through this for the first time, which will then be the tactics of actually how to start the open relationship, set up the casual relationship. So the reason why he's just not willing to do with those because what if she says no? What if she says no? And I'm not down for this. Well, you're not an ultimatum then. Because what if you were going to be direct, congruent, authentic, well, then you have to accept that. Most guys aren't willing to accept that, which is why they would never entertain this conversation. Never would, because if she says no, well, well you're back against the wall there. It's either I have to be stay true to my intent, because there's no going back. There's no going back once you have the talk. Once you say, and we'll get to this a little bit more later on, but once you set your intent, which is I want to be open and free, and you put it on her, and she says, nah, not for me. Well, you can't backtrack then. Because if you do, if he did, say you do try to backtrack and you go, oh, no, no, I said, no, I didn't really, I wasn't being serious. I didn't really mean it. Well, then now you've been completely indirect, incongruent and inauthentic. So she can't trust you anymore. So she's going to drop you. So either way, you were going to lose her. Either way, like if she says that I'm not going to, uh, I don't want a part of this. Okay. You're not going to see her again. Most guys don't want to even offer that opportunity. But then also, if you backtracked on your intent, it just shows how weak you are. She want to drop you then. So as you can see, that's why most guys that operate uh, from a scarcity-based mentality, that's why they never do this. That's why the long-term pain. That's why long-term pain is better for the average guy. Because they, through their perception and through their mindset of scarcity, can only see two options. They can only see it going bad. Either it's she doesn't want to be with me, full stop, or she puts me in a position where I have to backtrack 
and I, she was going to drop me then because I'm just being a piece of shit essentially. But that's not the way it has to go. That is not the way it has to go. And we're going to paint the way that it should go or can go if done correctly through the next story. So, my friends, I'll take a little pause here. If you're enjoying this content, hit that thumbs up on the channel down below on the video. Help support what's going on if you're enjoying this time. We'll get to open Q&A in good time. Not yet, though. Not yet. We're only halfway through it. If that. Okay. Oh, look how crisp that video is. So fucking crisp. Oh, she's great to see. Oh, okay, let's go. Let's get to this now. So we'll move on to, I guess this is kind of stage two of this podcast. I'm not going to say part two, but stage two. So this is, we've got to switch our minds here. So we've just obliterated a guy who has, t- we didn't even finish his, oh, hold on, let me make sure we finish. I just want to make sure there's no more red flags. I think we got the majority of them anyway. We might come back a little bit later. No, 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 that was, that was the majority of the red flags. There's a, yeah, that's enough for now. That's enough. We'll get back to it. That's enough. Okay, let's go on to our, let's go into our, let's go to our diamond in the rough here. If that previous story with Bob in the US was, was having to teach an old horse new tricks or having to, having to recalibrate this old horse and get him back into condition, get him back into running condition, that's like the visual. This new story with the younger guy who's in Germany, Patrick, fucking Patrick Starfish up there. Dear. This is a diamond in the rough now because we need to now reset our minds, do away with the previous calibration of the last story because now you need to keep in mind that this guy, it's his first ever sexually intimate experience with a woman from Cold Approach ever. He's only ever had a sexually intimate experience like two times before outside of Cold Approach. He's been fucking up for six or seven years, just definitely afraid of going out and meeting people. Finally, finally comes and seeks out some sound guidance. We finally get him, after a couple of failed attempts actually, some some half-baked attempts, finally get into the 30 challenge, finally getting into it. Guess on his first ever day to ever, ever, right? You really need to hold that. First day to ever. Attempts the kiss, fucks up the kiss, but did enough on the day two to show her something. She wants to come back out on another day. So, please keep this in mind with this guy. Please keep this in mind now. We need to refresh our minds. Okay, so, going to his email here. On day five... On day five of his revamped 30-day challenge, because remember we got 11 days through the first one, got sick, had to restart. He has a day two... Uh, so that's the time. That was, that's the time frame. Now, it's Sunday morning right now. This is his words. It's Sunday morning right now. And last night, I've had the best sexually intimate experience with a woman I've ever had, <laughs> which isn't very hard looking back on my other two horrible experiences, lol. It was with the girl I fucked up the kiss with on the very first day too. It was our third date yesterday and she came to my place. During last week, I listened to your last social Q&A, got inspired by it. I decided to take it slow and just pleasure her that night. It was good, but what was most beautiful was lying in bed with her afterwards. 
deep talking, and completely losing track of time. I obviously still made countless mistakes, but I'm grateful for all of them. I, can't, I just can't believe how fucking lucky I got. This was the first girl I went out on a date with. Whatever chances we clicked so much, and everything kind of fell into place somehow. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, I want to thank you for pushing me, guiding me on my journey. Forever thankful. So, red flags, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, red flags first, because we've got two things to address here. There are some red flags in this story, for sure, but there's also, we also need to just now paint out, at some point, we're going to paint out the actual setup of the casual relationship as it pertains for him as well, because it's going to be very relevant for him. He's going to need to do it. So, hmm, okay, here's a question for you guys now. When should this guy, call him Patrick, when should Pat have the talk? Okay, now I'm realizing that, but what if you don't know what the talk is? Okay, so that's, now we'll do this first then. I'll save that question. You can keep that in your mind because that's going to be the question I'm going to ask you. But I'm realizing that if you don't know what the talk is, you're not going to be able to answer that question as well. So for those of you that are not aware, when it comes to setting up a casual relationship, open and free, you often hear to me refer to it as, very simple, there's a couple of principles to it. Number one, and this is a general principle. There are obviously nuances to it. We've been getting back and forward with a few guys in the social Q&A in some very advanced podcasts a few weeks ago when there are some nuanced blue moon situations. But for the most part, in general, regular moon situation, talk, aka the setup of an open and free casual relationship, should only happen post-intimacy. Why is this? Because of investment levels on your social hierarchy. Pre-sexual intimacy, you two mean very little to each other, for the most part. Even less so on the woman's hierarchy of laddering. On the man's ladder, it actually actually kind of flips. There's a really nice flipping of 80-20 as you progress through sexual intimacy. But let's just say this, just to help you out if you're new and you're listening to this for the first time. Pre-sexual intimacy... As a guy on a woman's ladder, you are outrageously low. Even if you had an amazing, let's say you had the best day two. Let's say you had the most incredible instant day, which led to the greatest day two, right? And you just, just the most intense connection ever. On her social hierarchy, her friends come above you. Her family comes above you. Her uni colleagues come above you, right? Everyone comes above you. Everyone comes above you. Pre-sexual intimacy. Flip it though. Post-sexual intimacy, for the average girl, you now circumvent all of them. For a lot of women, you circumvent her family post-sexual intimacy. A woman, once she commit for a lot of, obviously there's nuances here, of course, but the general girl who isn't an absolute freak, uh, who isn't very, who isn't in an open, casual, free mindset, who was looking to settle down with one guy and has that vision at least, will do things for a guy post-sexual intimacy that are borderline insanity. Will move countries on, on a dime that will give, give up her work to go support him, that will uh, do anything and everything to be around him. Uh, a lot of, especially women in their early sexual experiences. It changes later on for sure as women get more experience and they learn from their mistakes, as do guys. But women... Now, 18 to 22, 18 to 23, depending on their level of sexual experience, post-sexual intimacy, you skyrocket on their social hierarchy. Your investment level goes so much higher up. And, and we won't, it's a longer conversation if we want to talk about the reverse, what a girl means to a guy, but that's for a different podcast. 
So please keep that in mind. That's a general principle of the open and free casual relationship and why it needs to come post-intimacy because it just doesn't matter. There's no need to talk about what are we pre-sexual intimacy if there's no level of social investment, if we just don't mean anything to each other, my friends. If we don't mean anything to each other, that's just pragmatics though. That's just the practicality of the situation. There's a much deeper principle that underbeds all of it, which is this. We don't know each other until post-intimacy. When girls or guys get into me with this, this is where I crush them. This is where I leave them in pieces, which is this, that whenever a girl says to me, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to have sex uh, until you tell me, until you commit to me, until you say that we're going to be a relationship, until you say that we're going to be just us, you're going to be my boyfriend. I don't, I don't, we're not going to go any deeper until you can give me that commitment. You know what I say? I say, thank you. Thank you for being honest. I really appreciate it. But this is not for us. We're not on the same stage of life. You've got a completely different vision. You've got a completely different journey to walk. And I wish you the absolute best. Thank you. And I'm out. And I'm out. If she backflips, I'm still out. If she goes and does what the guy was going to do from the previous story, back, if, he, if she does a backflip, like he might do a backflip. And goes, oh, no, no, but actually, wait, maybe maybe we could. No, no, because then now I know your seeds. I know where your mind's at. It doesn't matter. So I'm out. The reason why I'm out is because you're, whatever's led a woman to a position in which that her level of sexual progression is so stunted, so blocked for whatever the reason is and as valid as the reasons are. But if it's that blocked that she won't even attempt to kiss me, to get into a sexually intimate experience with me where she can prove to me that she can let go, that I can prove to her that I can let go myself and that we can actually form something new and a brand new connection together, which is what happens post-intra and post-sexual intimacy. That Adam and Jenna, Adam and Jenna coming together pre-sexual intimacy are two very different energies operating on two very different wavelengths, all over the shop, not connected yet. But the moment that we allow ourselves to slow down, come in alignment, and make that connection, come together as one, and start to flow together, now you can see everything actually changes. If it was previously two different independent waves operating on different lengths, but then this now is something completely different. So for a woman to ask a man to commit to something that happens after this, when haven't even seen if this can be achieved, for those on the podcast, the flow, the connection that we actually have something together, it's, it's actually illogical. It's irrational. Because even if I was to, even if I was to say to her, even if I wanted to say to her when, she, when Jenna says to me, Listen, Adam, we can't have sex until you say you're going to be my boyfriend. And let's just say I'm super needy, super scarcity-based mentality, and I go, hey, that's fine with me. And you just go straight into it. And she's like, all right, great. I would be only lying to her and making a super mistake, unconsciously though, because I'd be deceiving myself. It would be absolute deception because the person who said, yeah, sure, no worries, the person who agreed to that request will not be the same person post-request, post-sexual intimacy. The moment you two come together and do this 
and make an actual connection and flow together on the deepest of sexual energies and sexual experiences and trust and empathy put together all in one. The moment that happens, everything changes between you two. How you two interact with each other, how you perceive life changes. How everything happens in your frame of reality is now perceived in a different light because it's no longer just my wave independently interacting throughout this reality on its own and her wave independently interacting on her frame of reality independently on her own. Now that they're together, we now see reality through that lens of us together. So it changes. And now this per- and this is why you see relationships that break up in two weeks or three weeks because they rushed into it. They didn't give themselves time to know each other. They didn't give themselves time. And I don't just mean like, oh, hey, what's your favorite color? I mean like to know each other, to see each other, to be each other. They didn't have that time. They didn't allow for that time, which is why we always enter open and free casual relationships off the bat, no matter how incredible it is, except for one of the most rarest of occasions known as a blue moon, which is that rare which is that rare. And the only way that you would know it was a blue moon is if you have a stockade of experience in regular moons at the highest degree. So you're going to have to go for this anyway, Jeffrey, for those Jeffreys going, oh, but what if, what if I do just come across the blue moon next week? And I'm like, yeah. the very definition of you being a Jeffrey means that that cannot happen because you wouldn't know. You would just be love drunk. You don't have the referential experience of actually being able to see someone to actually ascertain that your experience is not there, neither on a tactical or spiritual level. So, putting that to the side, that is why we must set up open and free casual relationships first, off the bat, and why if someone says to me that they will not entertain sexual intimacy on a physical, spiritual connection, that why I will just peace out then and there. Because that person, and you're not, and not angry at them, not disappointed in them, not at all, because she has or he has their own reasons for saying so. Why, why might a woman... Let me uh, let me throw a chat. Let me throw a question to you guys in the chat. Why might a woman say something like this? As I've always said, why might a woman make such an egregious error on the balance of masculine, feminine energy, and the way that they interact with each other to go as far as to say that I will not even entertain sexual connection until you make a predetermined commitment to me based on something that's going to happen, that's going to change afterwards. So it's not even going to be true, even if I was to make that commitment. But why would a woman do this? Or a guy as well. I'm sure there's some guys that would do it, but a lot of women uh, do do this. Why would a woman do that? Why would she sabotage a true connection? Because, by the way, guys, that's what it does. If you try and install all of these T's and C's, these rigid terms and conditions on what your relationship is before we're allowed to have the only connection that actually matters, which is the sexual connection. You know, for all this talk about monogamy and polygamy and setup of best mating systems, all of those, they don't, they don't really mean anything. It's all talk. It's all words. What actually matters is the connection that flows between you two. And then we can sort out the framework around it. But never should the framework be sorted before the connection. So, but why? Why would a woman sabotage an organic connection in favor of a framework to put that connection in, which is going to actually destroy that connection? Why would she do that? Because that's just as illogical and irrational as 
when we talked about our guy example of why would he amass the pain? Why would he keep amassing the pain, not take care of difficult things while they're still easy? So this is just a female version in a way. It's the same behavior that's happening. But why would she do this? Please, my friends in the chat, please drop your best answers. Okay. See what we got here. See what we've got. Milkshake had come in saying, this is a little bit ago though, saying, could also be that the relationship is also getting very serious. He was saying that in reference to the previous, like, well back. Well back. Okay, uh, Jay comes in saying, well, Jay comes in with the first answer saying, she's got a built up hurt locker. Nailed it. Good one, Jay. I give you a gold medal for that. Nailed it. Uh, Jay, give me an example. Give me an example of this, what might be in this hurt locker. You've already got a gold medal. I just want to see if I can put a diamond on it. If you can give, it, you can give me a, an example. Give me a common example. Jay already wins though. That's fucking nailed it. Uh, Eric then came in saying societal pressure or she doesn't trust him. So Eric, societal pressure, yes. She doesn't trust him, maybe. But what would give her reason to not trust him? That would be the diamond to answer to Johnny's gold medal. Okay. Uh, Jay comes in saying, which prevents her from trusting or letting go of the fear. Yeah, because she's got she's got to build up her locker, which prevents her from trusting or letting go out of fear. Uh, example: abuse or abandonment. That's a gold and a di- that's a gold medal with a diamond stud. Well done, Jay. Fucking nailed it. So. Absolutely. Why would a woman do something so irrational, so illogical, as Jay has mentioned here? Because she got built up her locker, which means that some shit has happened in her past. Experiences with other masculine beings in her past in which that she's either, in Jay's examples, been abused or abandoned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Abused or abandoned. And don't just think uh, physical abuse there either, my friends. Psychological abuse is far more prevalent than physical abuse. Absolutely. There. The, the, the psychological abuse often gets underlooked and passed under the rug and we, do, we don't see it, right? But there are a lot of women that are getting abused by their partners that, aren't, that don't have bruises. They don't have bruises on the outside but have a lot of internal bleeding on the inside. Not the best accurate physiological description because actually bleeding is internal bleeding. So, you know, they don't have a lot of, uh, they don't have a lot of damage on the inside, psychological damage, what I'm trying to say. You get what I'm saying. Got too dirty with that. So, absolutely, Jay. That is exactly why a woman would. And remember, she's doesn't. A lot of women don't realize that they're sabotaging the true connection by putting the framework first. They haven't been schooled on it. They haven't been educated. They don't know that that's what happens. All they're doing is going, okay, listen, I've been hurt before. I've been hurt before. I've got a lot of hurt that's still unresolved within me. So, to protect against that, I will not allow a true sexual connection to form because what if I do get hurt again? What if I do get abandoned again? Well, then it's just more pain. More pain, can't handle the pain. So I'll protect against that. But in a woman's very attempt to protect against that, she severs the connection, blocks the true connection of sexual flow between her and a new partner. Because what is, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. All he receives is that, okay, she's stunting here. She's not falling here. Why doesn't she trust me? I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing, I'm doing everything I'm thinking that that's direct, congruent, authentic. I've been giving her empathy. I've been giving her time. Yet now she's saying to me, 
I'm not willing to get into a sexual experience until you agree to a long-term monogamous relationship. Well, hang on a second. That's very irrational. That's extremely irrational because what have I ever done to you that would give you reason to be so on guard and protected? And here lies the issue, ladies, is that you can't place your hurt and your previous pain onto something new. It is completely unfair, completely counterproductive while we understand why you're doing it because you're just trying to stop yourself from getting hurt again but in your very attempt to do that you only hurt yourself more because you don't even allow a new potentially wholesome what if this new masculine energy was going to be wholesome with you was going to be a stand-up direct congruent authentic male you'd never know you would never find out because you didn't give him a chance because you tried to put framework ahead of sexual connection which is an absolutely Absolute abomination, absolute egregious mistake of masculine to feminine polarity, of our energy, energetic dance together. True connection should be allowed to see if it can even connect and then how it connects before any framework is set up. And then we can go to the framework. I just I felt this is really important because uh, I see a lot of women make this mistake and uh, it's really important to get this. It's also really good for you guys, if you guys are watching, to understand uh, the mind of a woman and how and why she might be doing that to you. Actually, has very little to do with you. It has a lot to do with what has been done to her and what she's uh, allowed for in the past. That's one cam down, son. It's one verse bottle down, son. But we got two. We got two. Okay. We also got a little bit of follow-up on that from Eric saying, the reason why she doesn't trust him, she has something in her past... Or the guy gave her red flags, so she so so she felt like she had to define things before she could let go. Uh, I agree with part one, not part two, Eric. If she gave him red flags that early on, the woman would just drop him. I mean, she would have to have the lowest of lowest self-esteem to be getting red flags from a guy that early on and yet still want to get into a relationship with him. It's not most girls, though. Uh, Jay then, so in theory, you, you're there theoretically, but in practicality, no. Uh, Jay then comes in saying, I had to sit down with one of my mates because he's getting intimate with a girl like this. Look forward to it in the World Bowl group. Mm. Interesting. Interesting foreshadowing. Okay, so so what's really interesting here is that we were, we're, we're in the depths. We're in the depths of understanding how to set up these open casual relationships. And where did this whole talk come from, this we've just been on here, is why it even has to happen. So we've just gone through that, why we need to set up the open free casual relationship and why it needs to happen post-intimacy, not pre. That was the entire asterisk, blue moon situations, of course. But that's the general rule. Okay, so now that you understand that, now the how-to, the dosurma, how to do, how to fix, how to actually get this now. So let's, let's dive it in. Oh, no, because I said uh, there was a previous question and you need to understand the actual T's and C's of an open casual relationship and how to actually have the conversation before we start to put it on the Patrick in Berlin, in uh, Germany. So so now that he understands, let's say Patrick's listening to this, he gets it, he's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Why we need to... Now, he's already... Well, hang on. Well, that'll be a question. That'll be a question for you guys later. So... It's been post-intimacy. We need to have this open, open and free conversation. We need to have, as I call it, the talk. 
How's he going to set up the talk? Like I said, basics, very simple. <sighs> going to set her up for a time that's mutually agreed upon. Okay. Give her a couple of days notice. Don't spring it on her as most males will do. Give her a time to realize that we're going to have a bit of a chat. We're going to have a bit of a chop up here. Okay. Because this is something that's got a little bit more intent behind it. This is not just setting up a date. This is setting up our potential future together in quotes. So give her a couple of days notice. It doesn't really matter whether it's her place or your place, right? But make sure that it's a very chill and relaxed environment. We want to set up the environment. We want to make sure it's not happening after she's just bombed an exam or has uh, just had a big fight with her friend. Make sure that the energy is good and the emotions are right. Obviously, there's an extent to this uh, if she's just in a bad place in life. If it gets too long, like, like okay, if it happens once, like you set up for one night and she's in a really shitty mood that night, Okay, you let it go once, but if it keeps happening, okay, that just speaks to what type of person is this? She's always in a shitty mood. Okay, so don't let it drag on for too long. We get into the space, get them candles out, okay? Get yourself some nice tea and just chill it down. Sit it down on the couch, one-on-one, let's go. Principle number one right here is how we set up the framework of the talk, the conversation, which is just uh, some rules of engagement. Okay, listen, uh, Jenna, I'll treat you guys like you're the actual woman. Listen, Jenna, uh, I need to talk to you, but before we get into this talk about what we are and where we're going in life together, I just want to make sure that we can both be fully understood. So I need to get out everything that I need to say first, and I need you to hear me fully first. Then once I'm done, I want to hear that from you. I want to hear all of your response, and you will be heard fully as well. But I just need to make sure that we just don't interrupt each other so that we don't get confused and we don't make assumptions or get angry or... Um, you know, get angry at things that we didn't even get angry about. Make sense? Cool. She agrees? Cool. Do not begin the conversation until she agrees. So that both parties know what's expected of each other in this talk. Go into it. Now, handling your side. You need to set the intent. Blatantly. Unapologetically. Brutally. Exactly what you want. This is where I'm at in life right now. I'm currently learning about myself. In relation to others, you know, we kind of mentioned the other night that I've been on the bit of this journey with social dynamics. And so I need to continue learning about myself in relation to others, which means I need to have sexual experience with others. Uh, I need to learn what other people, how, how to interact with other people in general. And I also want that for you. I don't want to stunt our ability to grow. You know, we're still very new together. So I don't want to lock you down. I want you to be free as well to have sexual experiences with others, to... Go and learn about yourself in relation to others and for us as well to learn about ourselves together when we're in relation to others. So it's both not just a me to them and a me to you, but it's also a me to you while with them. And you know, that provides so much, so much raw feedback for us. That's what I want. That's what I want for you. And I want you to know this. I don't need an answer from you tonight. So there's no pressure tonight. But if you do say yes, and this is something for you, You'll always have a way out. This is not for life. This is not some signing on the dotted line. If this ever doesn't work for you, we can always review. So if we get a month in and you're like, it's been great, but actually I just want to be you and I now, Adam, you have to tell me immediately. It's your responsibility to tell me immediately. The moment this is not working for you, tell me immediately and we will review it. Because I might be feeling the same thing, I might not be, but we'll never know if we don't have open lines of communication together. So let's keep it open with each other, yeah? 
and there will never any be any bad blood. If you say after two weeks or six months that this is no longer working for you, that's fine. It's totally fine. We can separate, no worries. That's it. So what did you do right there? You gave her your intent. You showed her that you don't need her. You have no attachment to her. That your connection with her is not predicated on some future play. It's predicated on the moment we have right now. And that you need to continue your own development, continue your own walking, continue your own journey. But you still recognize there's something awesome between you two. You want to explore that as well. You also gave her empathy in which that you're not trying to lock her down, that you need her to experience and explore as well. You also gave her the ability to feel no pressure, that if it never does work, if it doesn't work for her any time in the future, that's fine. Come back, review, keyword, review. So when you handle all this, that's just an incredible package right there. And you hit the pause and now you go, no, take a deep breath. If you guys are post-intimacy, you should know how to breathe together. Take a breath together. Now I want to hear what you have to say. I want all of it. At this stage, it is most important that you respect what she's done for you. If she didn't interrupt you, you don't interrupt her. And that's the T's and C's of this conversation. So let her run. As uh, exciting or angering or depressing or saddening, her response may be, whether it's, hell yes, hell yes, I want to, I want this about, I'm about this as well, Adam. I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that we're in alignment, that that's actually what I was thinking. I kind of want to explore other people as well, because I'm like this young 20 year old uh, in uni studying biomechanical engineering as well. And, you know, like, I, even though I'm loving what we have right now, but I just kind of want that. So I'm talking a bit more like a woman here in which that her thoughts are going to go all over the shop. They're not going to be as analytical. She's going to be like, and yeah, and so maybe maybe from time to time we could, she'll dive into micros. Maybe from, you know, I see you maybe a few times a week or mm, maybe, and we're going to get to these a little later. And maybe, but then maybe, um, maybe we go away on camping trip together sometime, but then, you know, maybe I do want to see other people. And so let her run, let her run. Let's. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to, actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy.